Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. This special episode is in partnership with Clearwater International. I'm Juliana Needham, a journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this episode, I'm joined by Clearwater International's managing partner and head of private equity, Marcus Archer, who'll be providing some insight into market sentiment and activity levels in Europe and looking at some of the findings of the multiples heat map produced by Clearwater and Unquote. We're also joined by Wesley Fell-Smith, a partner in Clearwater's TMT team, who will examine recent activity in the TMT sectors across Europe. Hi, Marcus. Hi, hi, Wes. Thanks for joining me today. Morning. Morning, Juliana. So let's start with a general picture of M&A based on the findings from the multiples heat map. Marcus, that one to you. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting question in the market we're, we're in. Um, and the heat map data shows over the last quarter quite a significant drop in deal volumes as well as deal values. Um, the data says 25% down on, on the previous quarter. Um, and 46% down, you know, in terms of deal values, there's been a significant shift in the market as we've gone into Q3. Um, and I think we'll all, all have detected as M&A advisors or private equity funds, you know, how do we navigate the next period of time? Um, and I think a lot of funds are putting decision making on hold, you know, other than for really high conviction assets until we get probably through to next Easter. So we found it a harder deal, deal making environment. We've seen ourselves getting down to one or two bidders very quickly on processes. Uh, we are pushing through on getting some of those done where they're in more resilient sectors, but in others, the right advice to our clients you know, has been just hold fire until probably Q2, Q3 next year, until there's a bit more certainty in the market. Thank you. And Wes, coming to you, how's that playing out in the TMT sector? What's driving deal making in that sector? And have you seen it ease off as well? I'll reverse the question if that's okay and answer the second part first, which is what's driving deal making in the sector? Um, Pre-pandemic, we lived in a world where you could do anything online. Post-pandemic, we live in a world where you have to try and do everything online. And that's driven an enormous wave of digitization, technology adoption, and software adoption. You know, the phrase software is eating the world is very real and relevant. But has the, has the macro and geopolitical environment impacted what's going on? Yes, we're, we're not immune to inflationary pressures. Technology businesses still have customers. And where customers are facing challenges, so too do, do those pass through to the uh, to the end supplier of services and products. And Mark has touched on it a bit already, but to what extent are macroeconomic and geopolitical concerns affecting the TMT industry? Is the sector better insulated than others? Uh, I would say, you know, there's no industry that's completely immune from inflationary pressures, you know, whether it is passing on pricing in your products or the increasing uh, cost of your talents. You know, we're already in a market where there is a supply and demand imbalance in the talent segment, not enough technical skills, not enough technically capable folks. Um, and then when you couple that with inflationary pressures, you tend to end up in a market where um you know, uh, the impact of uh, the wider segment passes all the way through. And as I say, you know, all tech businesses have customers. Uh, and where those customers face challenges, so too do we. Thank you. And within the, the broader TMT industry, which subsectors do you think are offering the most appealing opportunities for deal making? 
I think that I think the most interesting segments are those that are doing two things. One is either answering very big questions for society as a whole, you know, whether that be um, people trying to help improve healthcare outcomes uh, in the healthcare segment, or those that are helping with uh, environmental concerns in the logistics segment, or indeed those that are helping businesses achieve efficiencies and make better decisions. So um, those that are involved in improving workflows and mission critical workflows, and or those that are providing data in order to, for people to make better decisions about what they do. I think those are the those are the big themes driving um, driving activity. And linked to that, what sort of assets continue to command high multiples? We'll come on to the figures of the multiples in the next question, but what what are the assets that are demanding those high multiples? A short while ago, we lived in a market where growth was king and all evaluation was driven by um, by by growth as the primary driver. We're back in a market where the word profitable is no longer a dirty word. Uh, profitability, resilience um, are the two biggest factors that are going to drive um, valuations in the next year or two years. And looking at deal multiples recorded across the TMT sector, these were down somewhat from 16.8 times in the second quarter of this year to 15.4 times in the third quarter. Firstly, Marcus, how do these multiples compare to other sectors? I think tech is still trading at a premium to the rest of um, the sectors that we that we that we work through, um, and that's been a consistent theme for for many many years now. Uh, there's been moments in time where parts of the healthcare sector, particularly in pharma and life sciences, have been competitive with tech multiples, and there's been other times where parts of financial services have been similarly priced to the tech sector, um, and that still remains remains the case. I think if we look across all of the other sector. Uh, that still remains true where parts of the healthcare market and pharma life sciences multiples are still holding up for the same resilience reasons that the tech market will be holding up. Uh, the industrials and chemical sector, I think the limited acti- there's been limited deal activity, but those that have traded have traded at good prices because they have some resilience about them. Um, a lot of the other sectors, uh, you know, aren't seeing the same level of resilience of as uh, as the tech sector. And I think we'll find as we look forward that premium part of the market where conviction investing takes place at that upper end of the mid-market, those multiples will remain strong. Um, the bit that we'll need to play through, and let's see, see how that lands given uh, those two two factors around the macroeconomy and geopolitical. Um, that's that's where it'll be interesting to see over the next three to six months how the multiples in that volume mid-market play out, uh, where you've got some you know great but not brilliant businesses. Thank you. And Wesley, coming to you, do you expect valuations to continue to cool in the TMT sector? Is it just a blip? I mean, it feels a little bit like people have fallen out of love with the tech sector. We're seeing some interesting things going on with layoffs at at Twitter, obviously, after Elon Musk taking over and redundancies at Meta as well. I think the the, the tech sector has challenges to address, you know, come back to that point of correcting business models from growth models to slightly more mature um, propositions with resilience going forward. So tech sector has challenges, but tech adoption doesn't. Uh, so the kind of overarching driver that I talked about at the start of the podcast, which is, you know, is a wave of digitization. We as a, we as a, as a market economy, everyone else, tech is a fundamental part of what we do and how we participate in life. You know, valuations will be affected to the extent that inflation has a direct correlation with cost of capital and therefore brings down valuations. But outside of that, 
uh, I have a I have a high level of confidence that the sort of most resilient um, and the the most profitable assets will trade well. Um, and I suspect what we will see is exactly what Marcus talked to this polarization between the very good and the OKs. And we probably lived in a market where the last few years, OK assets tra- traded at very good multiples um, and great assets traded at exceptional multiples. And I suspect we're in a bit of a normalization curve. Great. Thank you. It sounds like there's a bit of rebalancing going on there. From your experience and knowledge of recent TMT deals, what are the main factors motivating buy-side M&A strategies coming up to the end of 2022 and then going into 23? I think on the on the buy-side, you know, these these phrases have been said, you know, a number of times now, resilience, profitability, but, you know, it's a very, very real driver of what people are looking for. I suspect there's a little bit of indecision creeping into whether people should act now or wait for the market to balance out. Probably a little bit of looking for discounts where there might be some in the short term while there's a bit of uncertainty. Um, but really, you know, I think, I think tech is no different to the wider market in that there's a little bit of wait and see going on. Um, for everyone to get used to what the new normal is. Um, and the headlines around Twitter, Meta, uh, Amazon aren't really helping the confidence levels. Thank you. And Marcus, bringing you back in here, you mentioned at the start of the recording that there'll be some waiting and seeing till early next year. What What are the big trends that you expect to see continuing in 2023? I'm pretty sure we'll continue to see um, a need for some funds to deploy. And I think there'll be a, an even more of a flight to quality for those larger, more resilient and high quality assets. I think multiples will continue to hold up in that part of the market. And I think funds will accept that the debt markets will remain challenging for a period of time. So they'll have to over equity fund those deals to get their, uh, get their money deployed in those, those high quality businesses. Um, I think we'll see a, a continued difficult time at those, you know, Wes referred to it and I referred to it earlier, but those great but not brilliant businesses or okay businesses. I think transactions there, you know, will either be put on pause for a period of time. Um, or in due course, there'll be a, an adjustment in terms of whether multiples for those business will lie. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's easy for anybody to predict when that market will change and those dynamics will change. And I think there's just too many factors out there at the moment which are driving uh, you know lack of confidence. Um, we're hopeful that by the time we get to Easter next year, uh, you know the UK government will have done what it needs to do to put more confidence into the economy. Uh, you know, hopefully the position in Ukraine has stabilised, so we've got more confidence coming out of there. Hopefully that leads to some, you know, realignment in terms of where energy prices land, where interest rates land, where inflation lands. There's a long, long list of things that are all coming together at the same time that are causing this lack of confidence. Um, but once we get to that point where we've got confidence and clarity on what the future looks like and stability, uh, then I think we'll start to see the investment committees of private equity funds and the credit committees of banks, you know, having more confidence to invest and lend respectively. And that will start to drive, you know, more stability and then the pickup in volumes and uh, you know, stability in, in, in multiples on a long-term basis. Great, Marcus and Wes, thanks very much. That was Clearwater International's managing partner and head of private equity, Marcus Archer, and Wesley Fellsmith, a partner at Clearwater International. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. This special episode is in partnership with Clearwater International. Please rate, review and follow or subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week. Thank you.